Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. So if you've been following along with our podcast from the start, you know how incredibly lucky we are to have so many resources for caregivers here in Houston. From family mediation to fall prevention technologies, um, there's something for everyone in every situation. But we've only scratched the surface of what there is to offer, and for first-time caregivers, it may be overwhelming to figure out even when to start and where to start. So this is where I've invited today um, Paula Johnson and Suzanne Terry, who are with the Harris County Area on Aging. Um, this agency uh, plans contract services for senior citizens throughout Harris County, and I like to think of them as the central hub of information when it comes to caregiving. So if you think you already know it all when it comes to caregiving resources in Houston, I'm encouraging you to think again. Coming up on Prepare to Care. So Paula, Suzanne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So I've learned something um, t- about the um, Harris County Area Agency on Aging is that you call it AAA. Yes. Okay, so that's not like the, the car thing, right? right. It's, it's AAA Area Agency on Aging. So, so tell me, what, what is the agency about? Well, the Harris County Area Agency on Aging, known as the AAA, we are a source, a center of resources, our agency of resources for older adults, 60 years and older, but also for caregivers who care for loved ones 60 years or older. But also we have another agency, the, the Aging Disability Resource Center, who also provides services and resources to those 60 years or older, but also maybe children that have disabilities or older adults with disabilities. And so we have a plethora of resources and um, resources that we can connect those older adults and their caregivers with. So how does it work? Like people can just call or you have a website? Like how do people learn about you guys? So we actually have what's called the front door to the AAA, which is our uh, information referral and assistance. And that number is 832-393-4301. And we'll give that out again at the end. But this is the front door to um, allow caregivers or anyone who needs services to call us and to start the process of being connected with services. So like mom needs something, I'm suddenly a caregiver, I can just pick up the phone and call you guys? Yes. Huh, and like for like what? Like what, what kind of, like what's the most common things people call you for? Um, I would say the probably most common thing would be benefits counseling. Okay. And benefits counseling, um, the majority of our calls are going to be about Medicare. Those that are coming either getting close to being Medicare eligible or those that already are Medicare eligible. Um, as a matter of fact, in October, we'll start open Medicare enrollment for those who need to switch their plans or are looking for supplemental plans to their Medicare. And then we also provide other services. Uh, we have health, um, our health maintenance services, which are dental, vision, hearing, um, home repair. Um, this is also the way to connect to in-home services and services for caregivers. 
um, caregiver support coordination if that is needed. Um, so l let's talk a little bit about like health maintenance. You see, like hearing aids, things like that. Is like, do you give out assistance for the hearing aids, or do you like connect people with services for that kind of for that kind of what's needed? We contract those services, and so the um, the interested individual will call and they'll say what their need is. And so if there is hearing, if they need, we have audiologists, we have dentists, and we have optometrists that we contract with. And we, um, because we do have such a demand and the need is there, we do have interest lists. And so it just all depends. But if someone were in need of a hearing aid, then yes, they would um, be referred. There's a process and they would be referred to an audiologist. And we try to get them as close to some, to where they live to try to have providers that are located throughout the throughout Harris County, so we can provide that service. So are, are the services free, or is it like income based, or how does it work? Those services are free. Um, they are um, not means tested. We do not ask income. This is because we are funded. Um, our funding is federally funded through the ACL down to the state, and then through to us. What, what, what? This is like our tax dollars at work, right? It is. So there's like a mechanism that our tax dollars are funneled into like something for older Americans? We are guided by the Older Americans Act of 1965, which has been amended, um, last amended in 2016. Okay. And so there's guidelines that we have to go by and um, what we have to meet. Um, there are actually 28 AAAs in the state of Texas, and we are the largest AAA because we, of course, Houston or Harris County has the largest older adult population. Wow, okay. And so, but, okay, so you say Harris County, if I'm like in Fort Bend or, or surrounding county, where do we go? If then? you reside in any of the other counties, Fort Bend, Brazoria, um, then you would call the Houston-Galveston Area Agency on Aging, which they um, they take care of the population that all 13 counties that are around Harris County. Okay, but I'm sure if I make a mistake, I call Houston, but I'm in Galveston, you guys would refer me, we right? Would. Okay. We would provide you with that phone number. So there's, there's these incredible services out there that are like ripe for the picking, right? All mm -hmm. you need to do is like call and say, I need help. Correct. Like, can you tell me, like, stories of clients or of people who've called and, and what they've called for? Suzanne? Okay, so, hello, everyone. My name is Suzanne Terry, and I am the program manager for the caregiver services for the Harris County Area Agency on Aging. So I'll tell you a little about some of the services that we provide before I get into some stories. We provide in-home respite for caregivers and their loved ones, along with adult daycare services. So some of the rewards of our program is to make sure that we're able to help caregivers make it through that transition of caregiving. The goal is to make sure that we prevent premature institutionalization. That's one of our primary goals. Some of the success stories um, that we have, one of them in particular that sticks with me, we had a family of six adults, kids, and of course their mother was the stronghold of the family and she took care of their father. She passed. None of the kids were aware that their father had dementia. So when their mother passed, suddenly, there they were. Hmm. 
So when they realized this was going on, they did not know where to go. They were all employed. They knew nothing about caregiving and all the stuff that go along with it. So they called our front door and we received the referral in the Caregiver Support Coordination Program and we were able to guide them. We had a, a care manager that went out to meet with the family and had a wraparound meeting with all of the kids and we were able to let them know what we provided. We were able to put temporary services in the home. Our services are short-term and temporary. Um, and our goal is to help the older individuals or the caregivers identify either natural support systems and or programs that they may be eligible for like HHSC community services. They were not eligible for any of the entitlement type programs. However, they, we were able to go in for 90 days and provide services and also work with them to teach them these are techniques. They were able to see what the provider came in and did and from there they were able to develop a schedule. So it's really like, a, in, I mean, I, it's not always an emergency, but like an emergency situation like that, you mm -hmm. guys can step in and say, wait a minute, We'll just help you for a while, show you the ropes, yes. and get the family organized. Yes. And that's, that's pretty incredible. Yes. And from there, they were able to take care of their father after our services ended. And they developed the natural support systems, a schedule. Each person had a schedule to help their father. And if they were unable to, they paid for someone, whether it was one of the siblings or an outside caregiver, to take their responsibility. No, you mentioned something, or one of you mentioned something about like uh, home repairs too. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about like how that works. Well, what we have, we're given a limit by based on the state and the Old Americans Act of how much we can spend per home. But this particular incident, um, we also offer, and I'll go back, evidence based. And as Susanna was saying, the intent of our programs is to help older adults age in place or um, to improve their quality of life. So um, this individual went through our fall prevent one of our fall prevention classes, and when they went out to um, inspect her home, they found out that she was unable to leave her home. She was homebound. Um, she was in a wheelchair, and so what we were able to do was provide her with a ramp that would allow her to be able to come out. She had been pretty much, in a sense, a prisoner in her home for almost a year. Wow. And so once we were able to provide her with that ramp, I mean, you can imagine the freedom. It freed her up from social isolation to be able, able to just go out and enjoy her garden, enjoy to be able to sit on the front porch, to be mobile again. So I think you mentioned something, and, and, and you know, in both stories, what I hear is we don't want people to be institutionalized. I mean, ideally, we want people at home, we want people with family, where there's like this strong social network, right? Mm -hmm. Is that like the general sense of all of your programs? It is. Um, when you think about even dental, um, when you think about even dental, uh, we've had older adults and, um, you know, they come in for various uh, problems. And, of course, you know, Medicare only pays for certain things. And dental insurance is, is not one of them. They may pay for an annual exam, but not to get any um, repairs or um, the care they should give. So if you had an older adult who has been unable to eat properly, 
because of dental issues, um, you know, it can cause social isolation as well because, you know, they, they have where well, they don't want to they cover their mouths because they're embarrassed because of their dental health. And so being able to provide even things like that so that we can bring them back out, but provide what they need so that they can have great nutrition and eat the things that they need to eat, even things like that. Imagine someone who can't see, who needs a pair of glasses. Um, and so we provide that, or even with hearing aids. I worked with a gentleman that he he was on our list. He came in because he, he could not hear. He could not hear over the phone to be able to hear the instructions. So he had to come all the way in to see us just so that we could just get basic information so that we could assist him with um, getting a hearing aid. I, I think that's a, a, a very good point that you bring is that we were so focused on like medical care and we forgot like how important the vision, the hearing, and particularly the nutrition. I've heard mm -hmm. like, um, I've read how, we, how dental health is so important. You're right with nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, Suzanne, what have, you, what have you found, you know, in, in, in your area with, with AAA? Um, what do you think is like the most pressing problem right now in Harris County? I would say the most pressing problem in Harris County, there's a, um, in regards to caregivers, there's a lot of caregivers who feel alone. Mm and they feel socially isolated and overwhelmed and really don't know how to reach out and, and ask for help because they feel that it's their responsibility if it's a child or a spouse and not knowing that there are resources that's out there. I think that's a very good point. I mean, I, I, was, I was a little surprised you said, hey, that's like a federal problem. We all pay taxes, right? And yes. so in a sense, because we pay taxes, we should feel totally okay picking up the phone and say, this is something I paid for, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, but you feel that some people, they, why, why would people not pick up the phone? Because they don't know about it or they feel bad about it? Well, I can, I can say it's two. Some people may not know about it, but then there's other people that um, feel that someone needed more than what they do and not realizing that they're at that point as well so they, they don't reach out for the services. I've heard that a number of times professionally and personally. So there's somebody out there who needs it more than I do. Yes. There are limited mm -hmm. resources. I just got to be tough and go for it. Yes. What do you think of the, like, to these people? What do you want to say today? I want to say that there's help out there not to feel alone and reach out because there are services for everyone. You're not taking services from anyone else. We're here. There's a lot of professionals who are compassionate and their goal is to make sure that they help caregivers and older adults age in place comfortably and we're here. And give us a call and if you're not listening and another loved one, a friend is listening, please share this information with your loved ones. So good good point here. What if I'm calling for a friend? Can I at least make that first phone call and say I've observed this situation? Yes, you can. We actually get a lot of referrals from secondhand individuals and when we reach out to the caregiver, they said, I didn't make this referral, but I am interested. So sometimes it takes that one person who knows what's going on to call and give us the information and we'll, we'll then follow up. And then they're more receptive sometimes when they get a call. So 
curious out there, if you know of a loved one or a friend or somebody who needs help, call triple eight. What's that number again? The number is 832-393-4301. All right. Thank you. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about um, some of the things that you guys do. You mentioned something about um, fall prevention classes. So you guys give classes like... Is it like in a classroom? Is it online? How does it work? Actually, we look for locations out in the community. Um, our Falls Prevention Program is an 11-15 waiver program. And so we go out, we have trainers that go out, they secure locations. And a lot of times we get referrals from other agencies from, it can be churches, it can be social um, social clubs, it can be, I mean, it can be a library, it can be anyone who has a group that they would like to receive um, the fall prevention training. And we, um, it's based on, there are so many falls, so many undocumented falls, especially with older adults. And so it's to teach them, um, we assess them first, and then we determine, we provide them with education. And then we also, if they are willing, we will go and do a, a home visit and look for those things that may cause them to fall. And part of that program right now is that if, let's say, things you wouldn't normally think about, let's say toilets. Sometimes toilets are too low mm-hmm. for our older adults. So maybe they need some grab bars or the toilet needs to be raised, or in the shower. You know, as you get older, you have more of a fear of falling. And so putting uh, grab bars in showers uh, for the older adults. And those are just some of the things that we can do. And that's one of our evidence-based um, classes, but we do um, chronic disease um, chronic disease management. It's another class that we offer. Um, we also offer um, Tai Chi. Um, because we want to make sure um, that um, it's, you know, it's a form of exercise, but it's also another way to, um, for stabilization, uh, for maintaining balance. We also, matter of fact, that's another class, a matter of balance um, that is taught as well, which can be um, paired with our fall prevention um, training. Okay. Um, Suzanne, I have one more question for you. It's like, okay, so Paula says somebody could do a home visit. That would make me nervous. Somebody's going to come in my home. Like, are they going to, like, inspect what I'm doing? Are they going to be judgmental? I'm, I'm going to feel bad. Like, I'm not doing the right thing for mom. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody like me who's anxious about that? First of all, we before we come out to the home, we actually talk to you. We have a conversation. We screen to make sure we have all the accurate information and just hold a formal slash informal conversation so we could become comfortable with each other. And then prior to us coming, if we sense someone may be anxious, we'll let them know how we look. Um, we'll have a badge identified. And before we start the actual assessment, the in-home assessment, we just sit down and have a conversation until the individual is relaxed. And then we go into the assessment if we're dealing with an experienced care manager, they're actually holding a conversation without writing so you can feel that comfort level. So it's not like you get a bad grade because right, the right. toilet is too low or no, something like that. It's no, no, really no. somebody coming to help you. One of the things that we really, really emphasize is when we're going out, whether it's for in-home support services or um, incontinent supplies or medication management or et cetera, we're there to help empower the caregiver. 
We're not there to belittle. It's about empowerment and helping them, giving them the tools to be able to continue doing what they're doing. Okay. Thank you so much. So um, that's all about the time we have for today. But before we go, I'm going to ask each one of you if there's one last piece of advice you want for our listeners. What would it be, Paula? I would say, um, just stressing as Suzanne said earlier, is that we are here for older adults. We are here for caregivers. And to please just give us a call and to help us pass the word on to um, their friends, their family members, even if they're out of state, as Suzanne said, anyone can call us and let us know that their loved one, they can call in and do the referral. And I did just want to say, we never go into anyone's home without their permission. They always have to give us permission to come before we can come. Thank you. Suzanne? I would say call the AAA because we have an array of services to help older adults and caregivers in Harris County. Give us a call so we can help you or at least have a discussion. So repeat that number again. Number is 832-393-4301. All right, folks, um, today we spoke with Paula Johnson and Suzanne Terry about the amazing resources, dedication, and enthusiasm at the Area Agency on Aging, also known as AAA. Um, AAA offers both caregivers and their loved ones a range of resources. So do not hesitate to call them. That number is 832-393-4301. To find more about everything we talked about today, you can also visit their website. That's www.houstontx.gov slash health slash aging. So if you thought this podcast was helpful or if you have friends or family who are new to caregiving, Invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast. We're on iTunes SoundCloud, and SoundCloud, where you can also find this podcast um, on the AARP website, and that's www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. So visit our website and take the Prepare to Care podcast survey to help us improve on future episodes. Um, And as always, thanks for listening and thanks for caring.